0: Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 6 o'clock as we give you our first look at Orlando's news, weather and traffic, right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, President Trump is looking forward to talking to Robert Mueller and SpaceX test fires its Falcon Heavy rocket. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: But if the president does sit down for an interview with Special Counselor Mueller, is he walking into a trap? My take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: And good Thursday morning at six oh two on News Radio 1025. President Trump says he's willing to talk to the special counsel and the Russia investigation, Robert Mueller, and under oath. Are you what gonna talk tomorrow? to
2: Mueller? I'm looking forward to it actually.
1: Speaking to reporters last night, Trump said such an interview could take place in the next few weeks. Trump's lawyer, Ty Cobb, later told NBC News that the president was speaking hurriedly and that terms for his questioning are still being worked out. Mueller wants to talk to Trump about the circumstances surrounding the firing of former FBI Director James Comey and the departure of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank.
0: A lot of folks, including me, worried about what might happen if the president sits down for that interview with Mueller. We'll get into it in detail in a moment, Deb.
1: In the meantime, President Trump is in Davos, Switzerland, for the World Economic Forum. Before taking off, Trump said on Twitter that he plans to tell the world how great America is and is doing. He added, quote, our country is finally winning again, end quote. Trump will likely talk about his America First agenda and call for fair and reciprocal economic systems. He's also going to meet with other world leaders on trade, terrorism, and security. Former Michigan State University and USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser will serve the rest of his life in prison for sexually assaulting his patients. Ingham County Judge Rosemarie Aquilina handed down decades in prison to Nasser yesterday with the term to be served after... His federal sentence for child pornography possession ends.
3: I'm giving you 175 years, which is 2,100
1: months. I just signed your death warrant. More than 150 survivors and their families gave vi- victim impact statements over the seven-day sentencing hearing in Lansing. The abuse dates back to the early 1990s and survivors called out MSU and Olympic gymnastics officials for covering it up and pressing them to remain silent. Uh, as a result, the president of Michigan State University is resigning because of the sexual abuse case uh, uh, involving Nasser MSU President LuAnn Simon was under pressure to step down over the scandal, but she says she was unaware of any issues with NASA until 2014 here locally ceo elon musk says his company's falcon heavy rocket will be quote launching in a week or so end quote musk sent out that tweet after a test firing of the rocket's 27 merlin engines on the pad at the kennedy space center yesterday he said the quote hold down firing was good spacex calls the falcon heavy the world's most powerful rocket and musk has warned that it could explode.
0: Boy, I hope we can get Yaffe to post the video of the test firing. It was really dramatic. You know, reminded me of of the Saturn V, and I guess in many ways it does. It's the it's the most powerful rocket we've seen since the Apollo missions.
1: Yeah, since the 1970s. I mean, yeah. even the shuttles' uh, engines aren't any. Well, they didn't have no. any. So this is this is right back there to the like you said, the Saturn V days. Mm-hmm. And finally, it didn't make the Earth move here. But this week's earthquake in Alaska actually caused ripples in the deep underground waters of Florida. You got to be kidding. No, I was I couldn't believe this story what when I talking, saw it. What are we talking 5,000 4,000 miles or at something? At least. At least, but I, the US Geological Survey, which measures earthquakes, also monitors water levels across the nation, and scientists found that when that magnitude 7.9 earthquake struck off the coast of Kodiak, Alaska Tuesday morning, the water level at a well in Madison, Florida, rose two inches incredible to think that wow meantime levels at another well monitored by usgs in fort lauderdale fell an inch and a half now both returned to normal in about an hour usgs says earthquakes have often had more dramatic effects on groundwater in the past even when they're thousands of miles away
0: i had never known that That's, that's intriguing isn't it amazing
1: <laughs> I, I was just as amazed as you. I, I didn't think we would have any effect here. We didn't feel it. No, we didn't. Just goes to show we're all part of the same planet. Yep, we are. WFLA News time at 6.06. Read about a therapy dog brought in to provide comfort during Larry Nasser's sentencing at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on
1: News Radio 102.5.
0: I thought you were going to finish that sentence on the therapy dog by telling me he chewed the leg off this guy, <laughs> Nasser. I dog gone. it. That's I, what uh, I was rooting for.
1: Same here now that you mentioned it. Uh,
0: oh, man, oh, man. The judge really nailed him yesterday. And and all of those girls and the testimony. And now, as we speculated yesterday, it most definitely has rippled over into the administration of Michigan State with the resignation immediately of the president who's been there a long time.
1: I have a feeling a lot of that may have uh, been ramped up pressure after yesterday's sentencing in which the judge read uh, excerpts from Larry Nasser's letter to the judge that he had written a little bit earlier. He read portions of it where he talked about his shame and his remorse and his apology. But then the judge went on to read where Nasser still will not say he is guilty. He does not believe he is guilty. He even in the letter stated that the 150 victims were simply doing it for money and publicity. The gasps in the courtroom, bud. He had to have been escorted by police as he was let out of the courtroom because they would have tear him up heart.
0: Dog should have gone for his throat.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I like that idea. Save the legs, go for the throat. Man, oh, man. Deb, thank you so
0: much. You're welcome. Deborah Roberts with our news all morning long here, my co-host on Good Morning Orlando. And, of course, whenever news breaks, in addition to updates at the top and the bottom of the hour, not to be missed. Stephanie's out sick today. We wish her well. Yaffa, you'll be doing double duty screening and producing. And um, in a moment, we're going to get into whether or not... The president ought to sit down for a face-to-face interview with special counsel Robert Mueller. And I'm not the only one who thinks he may be walking into a huge trap here, but I want to know how you would advise the president vis-a-vis being interviewed by special counsel Mueller. Should he do it face-to-face or not? 407-916-5400 is the number. You can text us at 23680. Where standard message and data rates apply. So we'll dive in on the first of several hot topics for your consideration on this cold morning. Right after we have our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest with the latest keyword of the hour, you'll hear it in a second. Text it to 200200. You could win $1,000. Good luck. We come to you from the Front Gate Realty Studio. Visit Laurahasthebuyers.com. All of this in an update in 2 minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA on news, weather and traffic. I've advocated President Trump firing special counsel Robert Mueller too tight with the fired FBI director James Comey for openers. Um, I think we have a corrupt FBI. I'm not accusing Mueller of being corrupt, but I think the agency is corrupt. I think there's so much evidence that is out there, and it is growing all the time with all of these missing text messages and the anti-Trump sentiment within the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I really do think they are out to get this president, destroy him and his presidency, and get him out of office, thwarting the expressed will of we the people at the ballot box under our system. The president, of course, is fearless, and I admire that in him. But I worry that it might be a reckless and dangerous move if he allows himself to sit down for a face-to-face interview with Mueller, which Mueller, it is widely reported, wants to do and wants to do shortly. Here is President Trump yesterday with reporters on his way out the door to Davos, Switzerland. More on that in a moment or a little later. Leaving no doubt at all that he would agree to a face-to-face interview with Special Counsel Mueller. I- I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I would love to do it.
2: Would you do in person? You know, again, it's, I have to say, subject to my lawyers and all of that, but I would, would love to. Do it? Oh, I would do it under oath. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: Detroit. he would do it under oath. I worry about and I'm not a lawyer. Him being trapped. A perjury trap being set for him that, and you know, and and Mueller is an attorney, and he's very, very good. And these people that he'll bring in there with his legal team, they know how to set the trap and spring it on people. They do it all the time. Rush is emphatic that the president should not agree to this; that it's a trap. This is the way I feel. But if you want somebody with legal expertise, you couldn't do better than Judge Andrew Napolitano from Fox, their senior judicial analyst. So let me ask you, Judge, should President Trump submit to an interview by Robert Mueller? Never, never, never in caps should he do that. Why? Because he cannot know
4: what Mueller and his team know about the case. He cannot know what evidence they have. And one lie or one close to a lie about a material matter and he's facing a potential indictment. I don't know what would happen with the indictment because he's a sitting president. No sitting president has ever been indicted for a crime. But if the feds want to trap you, they are very, very good at doing it. Donald Trump is a very headstrong person who probably believes he is smarter than his interrogators. And he may be, but he doesn't
0: know more about the case than they do. It's a trap and he ought to stay away from it. I agree with that. I think that's sound advice for the president from the judge. His lawyers, as Deb told you, have walked it back a little bit and said the parameters for, you know, getting with, uh, with Mueller have not yet been fully worked out. But the president says, I'm going to walk right in here. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. My people didn't do anything wrong. There's no obstruction. There's no collusion with the Russians. He is fearless. But would it be reckless and potentially ruinous to sit down face-to-face with Mueller? I want the president to say, hey, listen, I'm a busy guy. I'm president of the United States. Submit questions in writing, and I'll get around to responding to them. That's how I would advise the president. What would you tell him to do or not do? I want to hear from more of you, members of the smartest, most politically astute audience in talk radio, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. I'm with Judge Napolitano and Rush Limbaugh. I think the president is foolhardy to submit to a sit-down, face-to-face interview with Special Counsel Robert Mueller. I think I think they'll set a perjury trap for him, and uh, and and I think it's very dangerous and it's unnecessary. He can call the shots on this. He can refuse to be interviewed. He also he also could, and I think this would be the way to go because he doesn't want to sound like he's you know he's trying to stonewall. If he has nothing to hide and he claims he doesn't and that he's done everything right and there's no collusion and there's no obstruction, just say, hey, listen, Mueller, uh, submit some questions and uh, and I'll, uh, I'll answer in writing. Yaffe, where are you on all of this?
5: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. There's a reason why all these legal minds are saying he should not do it because entrapment for perjury, that's that's very possible. It happens. It's happened in the past and it can happen here. Absolutely. You catch them on just a little technicality and it becomes a huge deal of him perjury and an, an indictment possibly in the future. It's a, it's a problem.
0: Yeah, by the way, you're going to be on tonight with your own primetime show, and this would be great uh, great fodder for that. I imagine in some capacity you'll be talking about it.
5: Yeah, I'll be on 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. We'll talk about that and what else, whatever else is breaking today.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Text line? Yes, on the text line, Bud, we have uh, a lot of people agree with you and I that he should not, uh, take the interview. One person said Trump should demand what Hillary got and used, not under oath and no recording. Yeah. So take the interview, but don't do it under oath and no recording. Uh, but a lot of people say, you know, it's a trap.
0: Yeah, I, I understand the president, you know, and I he wants to go right in Mueller's face and shove it down his throat, you know. I just think,
5: yeah, he he reacts and he always immediately defends himself and punches back. And that's what he did there. And there you go.
0: There you go. Olin in Palm Bay. Good morning. What about it? Oh, good morning, bud. I agree with you. And I'm real uneasy about President
6: Trump going into a meeting with Mueller because you have to remember these lawyers never ask a question of a witness unless they already know what the answer is. And also, you have a good idea about. Uh, written questions yeah. and the president can answer them. But also, if it's a face-to-face meeting with Mueller, who I think is a corrupt person, if it's a face-to-face, he should have his lawyers and all the questions are channeled through those lawyers. Uh, it is a perjury trap because they know yeah. all the... they. Like you said, we don't, we don't know what they really know, and they're corrupt on top of that, bud.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I know they're out to get them, I just do. I wish the president would have fired Mueller. I don't think he's going to do that. I, maybe at some point he still might. Here's an interesting take that's different than anything that's come up. Tony, good morning from Orlando. So the president, should he submit to an interview with Mueller, yes or no? And if so, what? how should it be done? Good morning, Bud Man. Oh, definitely.
2: He should do it on national television in front of everyone's eyes to see.
0: You know and what, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you Mueller and, wouldn't, I wouldn't he, and, and, he wouldn't have the guts to do that. And they should hook them both up to lie detector tests, and they should ask each other questions. Can you but even imagine think? that? Yeah, oh, can you God. imagine that? They got them both hooked up to lie detectors and they're <laughs> live on national television. I love
5: that. And asking but, each but, other questions, like an interview back and forth, interesting.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but let me, let me, let me let me just say one thing. Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> to me how shocked yous all are that the FBI is so corrupt. I'm not shocked. Do you have any idea? I'm not shocked about
0: idea? it. Oh, okay. All right. I'm but not shocked about idea? it. I've been talking many... about it for months. Okay, that's good. But do you have any idea how many
2: of my friends they put away for 15 or 20 years using guys like Sammy the Bull who committed 30, 40 murders, <laughs> who slaughtered his own son-in-law, and how many guys they put away for 20, 30 years? Do you know how many guys they gave drugs to? Drugs to. So, you know, so where you are understand. you on the FBI? They're the worst. They're the worst. Every one of them. They're the worst. They're nothing but corrupt. They want to walk down the aisle and get their medal and everyone collapse.
0: Wow. Gee whiz. Now, I thought for the most part, I think for the most part, I've had high respect for the FBI. I'm just talking about in the run-up to the Trump administration here, you know. They're part of the deep state, you know, the entrenched bureaucracy. Um, very pro-Obama, generally speaking, you know. And, and 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 the corruption is all tied to the transition from obama to trump as president in my view but boy tony's got a tough view on um, on the on the fbi in general over time but i love his tv show idea that's intriguing
5: you know how many people would watch that can you the, it would, it would break wha- every record yeah. it would
0: blow super bowl ratings out <laughs> of the water would be crazy can you even imagine A lie detector test? I'm telling you right now, Mueller wouldn't have the guts to do anything like that. Oh, I'm sure. Take out the lie detectors. He still wouldn't do it.
5: Yep. The
0: president ought to challenge him. Yeah, let's do it. We'll go prime time. We'll have it sponsored. We'll make some money for some good causes. How about it? My fellow patriot, Bob Mueller. Ha! That's the call of the day. Half an hour into the show. Tony, thank you. Deborah Roberts joining us right now to get you all up to date, particularly those of you just joining us on our big story of the hour. Deb,
1: President Trump says he's willing to talk to the special counsel and the Russia investigation. Robert Mueller,
0: there's Mr. been President. no collusion
2: whatsoever. Yeah. There's no obstruction whatsoever. And I'm looking forward to it. I, a date set I, I, I don't know. No, I guess you are talking about two or three weeks, but I would love to do it.
1: Speaking with reporters, Trump said no date has been scheduled, but an interview should take place in the next few weeks. Trump also said he'll do the interview under oath if requested. Special Counselor Robert Mueller wants to interview Trump about the circumstances surrounding the firing of former FBI Director James Comey and the departure of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The American Lung Association says Florida could be doing a lot more to save lives by implementing proven tobacco policies. According to the organization's 2018 State of Tobacco Control report, the Sunshine State lags significantly behind the nation in reducing and preventing tobacco use.
3: Unfortunately, the state of Florida um, has received um, low grades in in four of the five areas and our one bright spot. Spot is a B in our smoke free air.
1: Spokeswoman Barbara Olson says Florida earned F grades for the minimum age for the sale of tobacco, which is 18, the level of state tobacco taxes and funding for state tobacco prevention programs, and a grade of D for coverage and access to services to quit tobacco. Olsen hopes lawmakers vote to raise the minimum wage to buy tobacco to 21 during the current legislative session. More than 15 percent of Floridians are smokers. Scientists in China say they've created cloned monkeys using the same process that created Dolly the sheep back in 1996. The two identical macaques are named Hua Hua and Zong Zong. A nod to a word that means Chinese nation. They're not the first cloned monkeys, but they are the first made using an advanced technique that refined what was used in the 90s. So far, the monkeys seem A-OK. And finally, an Illinois Democrat will become the first woman to give birth while serving in the Senate. Senator Tammy Duckworth said she and her husband are expecting their second child in April. Nine lawmakers have given birth while serving in the House of Representatives, but Duckworth will be the first in the Senate. The Illinois Democrat is just over six months pregnant. She said after multiple IVF cycles and a miscarriage, she's very grateful.
0: She's a remarkable story. Not only is she 50, which is a little long in the tooth for for having babies but you know we we know she lost both her legs in um in the war
1: yeah exactly and uh,
0: she's really a remarkable story in so many ways we wish her well
1: and you can get these stories and more at 1025 wfla.com the first hour of good morning orlando continues now with gina cervetti and the bloomberg business report
0: Deb, thank you so much. Deb will be back whenever news breaks and then again at the top of the hour. And, yes, here is Gina Cervetti in the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City joining us right now with the Bloomberg Business Report. And good Thursday morning to you, Gina.
7: Good Thursday morning, Bud. Let's
0: start out with a stock report and a check on yesterday's performance on uh, Wall Street and the futures.
7: Okay. Well, right now the futures are indicating a higher Wall Street open as we await some economic data: jobless claims, consumer comfort, new home sales. A lot of earnings ahead today, which could uh, move the market. Yesterday we had ups and downs, and in the end it was a narrowly closed session. Today we'll watch for earnings from American Airlines, Caterpillar, Starbucks, among others. The Bloomberg Orlando in index yesterday was down about four-tenths percent. As I said, yesterday was mixed overall. The broadest measure of the market, the S&P, down about a tenth of a percent to 2838.
0: And what's the deal with the Ford Motor Company?
7: Well, Ford reported another underwhelming profit. CEO Jim Hackett has laid out a regimen that includes cutting $14 billion in spending over the next five years. And along the way, the company is going to get rid of struggling car models and offer fewer versions of other models. We are seeing Ford shares down a little bit this morning on the news.
0: And Whirlpool makes washing machines and all kinds of things. Got some help from the Trump administration here to compete with um, you know, foreign makers of these uh, appliances. Um, they've reported as well. And another disappointment, right, Gina?
7: Yes, Whirlpool delivered a disappointing earnings forecast, undercutting some of its momentum after that trade victory earlier this week, which prompted Whirlpool to say it was hiring more workers. But the company has seen its cost of materials rising at a time when consumers are gravitating toward lower-priced machines. It also ended a century-old partnership with Sears.
0: And, you know, just the other night I was um, nosing around on the Southwest Airlines flight, you know, checking rates for something I might want to do and uh, uh, in a place that they go. and, And something was funny with the computer system. And it's interesting that you have an item on that this morning in the Bloomberg report. What can you tell us about Southwest?
7: Southwest is pushing its supplier to fix customer service problems that emerged following a $500 million upgrade of its outdated reservation system. The carrier is leaning on a company called Amadeus IT Group to resolve issues with its program that replaced Southwest's 30-year-old, mostly homegrown, technology. There have been at least five technical outages since August, with most of those blocking passengers from accessing the airline's website to check in or manage reservations.
0: Most interesting. We'll follow it. Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report will be back with us tomorrow morning at six thirty five. We always appreciate you, Gina. Have a great day. Thanks, bud. You too. Yeah, you know, this Mueller probe is a big story, and we're going to get perspectives on it. Perhaps we have not yet explored in this hour with News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed. She's next with a Budman on the fifty thousand watt front porch and uh, That'll be right after I give you the very latest update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Stay tuned. That's just two minutes out on News Radio 1025 WFLA. On the uh, Mueller probe, we've been talking about it from the Trump angle a lot, but let's get some other perspectives now as we bring in our fine News Radio 1025 national correspondent, Sharon Reed. Sharon, welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. Always appreciate you coming on.
3: Good morning, Bud and I'm curious what you've been talking about so far.
0: Well, we've been talking about the president's willingness to sit down under oath face to face with uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller and we know that other members of the uh, of the Trump uh, administration have been interviewed. So that's kind of where we've been. What do you have this morning?
3: Well, I mean, that was a big surprise considering what he has said in the past. He has said, you know, he's gone from saying he'd be willing to testify to saying just recently, January 10th, that it was probably unlikely he, you know, repeating again that there was no collusion. I thought one thing that emerged from that, that impromptu Q and A last night in the White House was that he also kind of folded in obstruction of justice as well and referred to fighting back and saying that that's not obstruction, that's uh, that he's just basically fighting back from those who uh, are attacking him. And so, Um, I thought that was an interesting development. I think all of this hinges on what his lawyers may say. You know, they did try to kind of push it back a little bit after – after his Q&A with the reporters, right. the, the lawyers did say that things are still being worked out about the questioning, you know. But it was interesting. He said it could happen within the next two or three weeks, which may signal that some of this is coming to an end.
0: Yeah, I'm really worried about this being a perjury trap for the president. But, you know, he's uh, very, very confident here. And, and maybe the best thing is, is to be a real bulldog and and uh, and to get in there uh, with Mueller face to face. We'll see how it plays out. We do know that other... Close members of the Trump team have already been interviewed by uh, Robert Mueller, leading some to believe, now that there's a request reported for an interview with the president, that we are getting close to having this thing wrapped up.
3: That's right. I think we're going to hear that Steve Bannon is probably among the next of the of the big names in the, the Trump inner circle who are going before um, Robert Mueller. That's expected according to reports by the end of this month. So that that I think was expected to be the next big name that we'd hear from being questioned. Um but you're right, you know, a lot of the inner circle has already been talked to. Uh, we learned yesterday the CIA director, Mike Pompeo, and mm-hmm. and James Comey, the former FBI director of all been questioned. So, um, it, 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 and the idea that, I mean, I think it, a lot of Trump's closest advisors, people like Roger Stone, are arguing he shouldn't go. in just for what you mentioned, the perjury trap aspect of it, that um you know, and he's emphasizing he's willing to do it under oath. But uh, people are pointing out that no matter whether you're under oath or not, lying to a federal agent is a perjury charge no matter what. So but I think you're right, too, that he has that confidence that, and you know, he's used it before where he can kind of go in strong and and be convincing. And, and, and maybe that would get him through this.
0: Yeah. And in in closing, and I'd like to know what you have on this. Uh, initially, it seemed that the the Mueller probe was mostly all about you know, alleged collusion between um, the Trump team and the Russians uh, uh, to steal the election from Hillary. That not so much anymore. Uh, now moving toward trying to nail the president on on obstruction of justice.
3: I'm curious because I I'm still convinced there's a lot we just do not know. And while we're seeing some of this, the way that the the questioning has been going, it does seem that it's focused more on obstruction of justice. But there's a lot and several layers to this that we just don't know. So there could be, you know, more that is going to emerge on collusion. Um, It's just going to depend on what the Mueller team finally shows us, what evidence comes out of this. So I think it's too early just to assume that it's all about obstruction of justice.
0: It's an important story, and we really appreciated your perspectives. Joining us here this morning, Sharon Reed, our fine news radio, 1025 National Correspondent on the Mueller probe beat this morning. Thank you so much, Sharon. Have a good day. All right, good deal. We'll give you one more crack on this here because we had a lot of phone activity and incoming in the text line in the first half hour. Um, I'm wary of the president sitting down with Mueller face to face. I think a perjury trap may be set. Rush believes the same thing. Judge Napolitano believes the same thing. Where are you on this? I'd rather see the president uh, say, hey, listen, Mueller, submit uh, written questions and uh, I'm a busy guy. I'll get back to you in writing. There would be time or reflection before putting anything down that the president would be held accountable to. I, I think that's the way to go here. I want to know whether you agree or not. How would you advise the president on this critical question of uh, submitting to an interview of one form or another with Robert Mueller? 407 916 5400. What should he do or not do? 407 916 5400. Text line 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. The Budman Man with you on a Thursday morning. Phone's on fire again about whether or not the president would be wise or unwise to sit down face-to-face with special counsel Robert Mueller. I'm really wary of it, so is Judge Napolitano. Rush is saying absolutely not. They're going to set a perjury trap for you, Mr. President. I say, you know, he ought to submit Mueller written questions to the president. And um, let's go to Scott in Orlando. Good morning to you, Scott. How would you advise President Trump on this?
4: But I agree with you 100%. Trump needs to listen to his attorneys. And one thing Trump forgets is what you say and what you tweet can and will be
0: used against you. All right, Scott. Thank you very much. I think I misspoke earlier, and Dick's calling me out from Winter Springs. Good morning to you, Dick. How are you? I'm fine, Bud. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate your program, but I just want to report. I was
6: watching uh, Fox last night, and... uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz, I think you're familiar with him. He's a law professor at Harvard.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And also a guy by the name of, I believe his name is Greg Jarrett, who is an attorney. That yeah, he involved. he has been an anchor for Fox, but he's an attorney and he's 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 taken on the legal uh, role uh, secondary to Judge Napolitano on Fox.
6: Yes. Okay. So the the situation is, both of those individuals said yeah. that they did not think that president trump could refuse to be uh, interviewed and because he'd be hit under with oath a subpoena anyway, right he could not refuse it but he could Dershowitz said he he could refuse any questions having to do with the firing because that's a part of article 2 of the constitution mm-hmm. and he's absolutely and he doesn't even have to explain why yeah so I just need that clarified, Bud. That, that was that was the reason for my call. I am yeah. agree with you that he should refuse. Yeah. Listen, maybe uh, a contrary to a, to the law, especially with regard to the uh, grand jury. So I would yeah. appreciate. A,
0: well, a here, here is where that. I misspoke, and you're right to call me out on this. Here, there, you know that he would be hit with a subpoena if he stonewalled here. But then there is the question. The question is not whether or not um, he can refuse to be interviewed, but whether or not he can be indicted. And no sitting president has ever been indicted. And I I crossed my wires recalling that. And that is an open legal question. Dick, thank you. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Let's go up 441 to Tangerine and catch up with Judy on this. Good morning, Judy.
3: Good morning, Bud. Yes, I totally agree that he shouldn't testify. I feel like this whole investigation has been for the purpose or intent to uh, frame uh, Donald Trump. And, you know, the the liberals have made it clear that, you know, they want to impeach him. So if they can't impeach him, they're going to try this angle and, you know, and then impeach him or whatever. But I totally agree with you. And I don't think that he should uh, testify.
0: All right. Thanks. I do appreciate it. Let me bring in Matt. Welcome in from Lake County. Good morning from Claremont, Matt. Oh, uh, good morning, Bud. But I agree with you, but I think he should I think he should call Rosenstein on the carpet and ask him for a full report and just fire everybody. They don't have anything and they haven't they've been investigating for all this time. I'm worried that it's going to make the president look guilty. According to no, a wide swath no, of the population, he, he, he is he is absolutely he maintaining he's done nothing wrong that he'll he'll take the heat and handle it from Mueller and come out of this thing smelling like a rose. We'll see. I think he should have fired Mueller before, and I've made the case on that. Yaffe, quick check on the latest incoming on that text line. What do you got?
5: Uh, yeah, one person who says this says, I think President Trump would tell the truth. He has nothing to hide, but I think Mueller has some nerve putting the President of the United States in that position to begin with. Another person says... Uh, um, he should just play the Hillary card where every question he goes, what difference does it make over and <laughs> I over again? That. I
0: remember that <laughs> cut. Yeah, we all do. Okay, we'll watch for it. Hey, listen, um, coming up here, Deborah Roberts updating our news. President Trump looking forward to talking with Robert Mueller. He says she has other perspectives on that for us, and a report saying 60% of Americans are stressed. Stressed about what? Stressed about their health. Deb with the news, followed immediately by our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest and a brand new keyword of the hour. Listen for it. You got to be listening. Then text that word immediately to 200-200. You could win $1,000. It wouldn't that warm up a chilly Thursday morning. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit buyers.com We are glad you're with us at 6.59 now. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a chilly Thursday morning at 7 o'clock, as we'll give you the very latest we have on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts, and our top stories this morning, President Trump is looking forward to talking to Robert Mueller, and a report says 60% of Americans are stressed about health we'll have the details coming up in one minute
0: duke energy customers you're about to get a break on your power bill and you can thank president donald trump the story next on good morning orlando
1: And good Thursday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. President Trump says he's willing to talk to Special Counsel Robert Mueller and the Russia probe. Speaking to reporters, Trump repeated his claims that there was no collusion with the Russians by his campaign and no obstruction by him. Trump also insists Russia had nothing to do with him winning the presidential election.
2: I was one of the greatest candidates. Nobody else would have beaten the Clinton machine as crooked as it was. But I was a great candidate. Someday you're going to say
1: that. The president said he's looking forward to being interviewed by Mueller's team. Such an interview could take place in the next few weeks. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Orlando daycare, where a child died in a hot van, will not reopen. After an investigation into the death last summer of three-year-old Miles Hill, DCF decided that Little Miracles Academy's both locations will be closed permanently. Hill was found dead in the van after being left inside for about 12 hours. The daycare was cited for not following procedures, and the van driver was charged with aggravated manslaughter. A new report shows that 6 out of 10 Americans are stressed out about health issues and Dr. Arthur Evans of the American Psychological Association says the stress cuts across all income levels.
4: We found that 60% of Americans are concerned about their health or the health of a family member. Two-thirds of Americans are concerned about the cost of health care.
1: Evans says the findings are deeply disturbing since chronic stress is associated with cardiovascular disease and insomnia and can take a real toll on a person's emotional health
0: health. Hey, by the way, on the health front, we have our weekly house call with our Dr. Ken Kronhaus, our go-to guy on all things health and medical at 840 this morning, Deb. So lots of breaking news coming up from Dr. Kronhaus.
1: And of course, one of the biggest medical stories we've been hearing about so far this year is the flu. And a Northwest Florida school district is taking an unusual step to try to stop the spread of the flu. Gulf County, that's up in the panhandle, has decided to close all schools tomorrow. Of the 1,900 students in the school system, Superintendent Jim Norton says more than 300 have been sick this week, so he made the decision after speaking with medical officials that he hopes a long weekend will allow sick students to get healthy and healthy students to avoid getting sick. Schools are open today, though, and flu shots will be available between 4 and 6 at both elementary schools.
0: By the way, one thing Doc's going to talk about at my request is a lot of people take Tamiflu to reduce the you know, the symptoms and severity of the flu. But some kids have been having horrible reactions to Tamiflu, and Doc's going to comment on that in the house call at 840.
1: Including a 6-year-old Texas girl who started hallucinating and tried to jump out a window when she started taking Tamiflu. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the flu, a Palm Beach family, meantime, dealing with a tragedy has a possible life-saving warning for others. 12-year-old Dylan Winnick died this week of the flu, just days after coming down with what his family thought was a cold. The family is in shock that a healthy, strong boy could be gone so quickly. Family members tell CBS4, if you see someone dealing with what what looks like a cold, don't take any chances and seek medical help. And medical professionals say there is a small window of time to be treated. It's like two days when you suspect that you've come down with the flu to really get treatment and avoid these kinds of complications.
0: We think of the flu as being serious and make you miserable, but not being a killer But there's a strain out there that most certainly is this year.
1: Yeah, taking the lives of 30 children so far. Not only that, they found that in the week after you've been diagnosed with the flu, your chances of a heart attack are sixfold.
0: Yeah, Doc's going to focus on the heart attack risk with the flu, too. That's coming up in the house call.
1: And finally, another story you're going to be hearing a lot about today. A rock and roll legend is announcing his final tour, and it includes five dates in Florida.
0: I'm not going to be touring anymore apart from the last tour which is going to start in September of this year and it'll be a global tour and it's the last time that I will be touring
1: Elton John says, quote, it's time to come off the road so I can fully embrace the next important chapter of my life, end quote. But first, he'll perform more than 300 concerts across five continents on his Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour starting this September and continuing into 2021. John will play Sunrise in South Florida on November 23rd, Miami on November 24th, right here in Orlando on November 27th, Tampa on November 28th. And then he'll return to Florida for a show in Jacksonville on March 18th, 2019.
0: It's a 300-concert farewell tour five all around continents. the world. Five
1: continents. I cannot. <laughs> How do you have the
0: energy for that? <laughs> he says he's too old for this sort of thing, but I he's was... got 300 more dates to do. He's uh, amazing. He
1: is amazing. I, I got tired just reading the dates in Florida. <laughs> I can't imagine actually having to perform 300 shows on five continents. WFLA Newstime, 708 Uh, Watch as a naked teacher is caught on video chasing students around a playground in California. Oh, that's lovely. A P.E. teacher strips down and starts chasing students. You can get the story for yourself at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is
4: Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025.
0: Well, 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 Duke Energy has hopped on the Trump train. That story coming up in a moment, right after your opportunity to win $1,000 with the new keyword of the hour in our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen in a second for the new word. Text it right away to 200, 200. You could win 1000 bucks. It's Thursday morning. Good morning, Orlando, from the front gate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Duke Energy on the Trump train. We'll talk about it in a moment. It's a great story. And uh, we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, of course, as always, in just two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm not bold and brash enough to think that we shame Duke Energy into doing the right thing and dropping plans to raise their customers' power bills and make them pay for the cost of getting the power back on and fixing damage in the wake of Hurricane Irma.
5: Oh, come on, bud. Take the credit. It was all you. Well,
0: we went after him right after the first (laughs) of the year when we realized that the company was trying to recover more than half a billion dollars by raising customers' power bills on a monthly basis for a couple of years. They should have had a rainy day fund to cover this. They should handle it and not be gouging their customers. Well, son of a gun, Duke Energy has finally done the right thing. Um, Florida Power & Light dropped plans to hit their customers with monthly surcharges for storm damage recovery after Irma. And the reason Florida and Power & Light and Duke Energy are giving their customers a break is exactly the same. And I want you to hear me because there's politics involved here. This is because of the benefits to these power companies that other corporations are seeing across the land of the Trump-driven tax cuts and tax reform. Now, those of you with Trump derangement syndrome who just hate this guy will never come over from the dark side and support Trump. But I want to know, those of you who don't have Trump derangement syndrome, you just didn't vote for him, and you didn't think that he was going to be good for the country and that the economy would collapse if he was ever elected. It's going in the opposite direction. And meteoro- you know, It's like meteoric what's going on with the economy. Are you beginning to think better about the president? The latest Fox poll is indicating that that's exactly what is happening because people are seeing all of these benefits. 200 companies are giving their, their customers um, uh, breaks, their employees breaks. It's an amazing thing. Duke Energy sent us a release from their spokeswoman, Anne Marie Varga. Duke Energy has announced that customers will directly benefit from the new federal tax law and avoid a rate increase for power restoration costs costs associated with the company's response to last September's Hurricane Irma. Instead of increasing customer rates, the company plans to apply federal tax reform savings toward those storm costs. Come on, you anti-Trumpers. It's time to get on board the Trump train. So here's the deal. Over the course of the next three years, Duke Energy is dropping... The planned increase on the average power bill of five twenty a month. So Duke customers are going to save an average of one hundred and eighty-seven dollars because of the Trump tax reform. The president of Duke Energy of Florida, Harry Sederis, here's what he said: "We are pleased that this solution will prevent a rate increase for our customers." Hurricane Irma was the worst storm to ever hit Duke Energy, Florida, and impacted many lives. Redirecting the tax reform savings, he writes, against the storm costs ensures that our customers will reap the benefits of this new law. It's a remarkable, remarkable story. I want to ask you, because, you know, Duke's the power company for people of all political persuasions. Those of you who just didn't kind of buy Trump's act When he campaigned, you didn't vote for him. You've had problems with him in one way or another with the president. Will you grant us that great things are happening in this economy because of Trump's approach and because of the tax cuts and the tax reform that he drove through the Republican Congress? It's undeniable. As a matter of fact, it's so overwhelming that it even surprises key members of the administration In a moment, you'll hear from Budget Director Mick Mulvaney on that. But I want to know how you feel about this. You Duke Energy customers who weren't on the Trump train, you feeling better about our president now or not? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. So the Trump-driven tax cuts and tax reform prompt Duke Energy to follow Florida power and light in knocking out the rate increases on their power customers' monthly bills over a protracted period of time to make them pay for the damage caused by Hurricane Irma. They're going to be able to do it on their own because, because of the benefits of the Trump tax reform. And, of course, speaking of Disney, you know, the big story this week, they're giving 125,000 employees $1,000 bonuses. You know, there's a, there's a lot of liberals and anti-Trumpers working in the Disney family, and I'm sure a lot of you... Anti-Trumpers are out there as Duke Energy customers or Florida Power and Light. Don't you see the benefits? When is the light going to go on for you people here? When are you going to come over and say this president's doing good things? Let me tell you about the politics of this. If the economy continues to soar the way it is now, the Republicans will be in great shape in the midterms and nobody will be able to beat Donald Trump in 2020. People vote with their wallets more than anything else, and if the economy is strong, a sitting president becomes, history would tell us, almost unbeatable. Listen to Trump's budget director, Mick Mulvaney. It's on Fox with Cavuto yesterday, and I caught him saying that the administration actually is amazed at the speed and the scope of the benefits that Americans are seeing from the Trump-driven tax cuts and tax reform.
2: We didn't even expect the Christmas bonuses that went out. We didn't expect the, the minimum wage increases from, from large employers across the country. That was even more than we expected. We think that we've under-promised uh, on, the, on the tax reform and the impacts that we can have in the economy.
0: Budget Director Mick Mulvaney. It's a remarkable story. Quite unlike anything I've ever seen in terms of the economy in this country responding so profoundly and so quickly to a change in policy, to a president who wants to unshackle the engine of free enterprise. Deregulation, lowering corporate tax rates. Look what's happening. And there are countless anti-Trumpers, never-Trumpers out there who slowly over time are going to get it. That this guy, you may not like him personally or whatever but that he is good for your standard of living. He is good for your wallet. Bill, good morning from Orlando. You're on with the Bud Man.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to say with several companies, Disney and Starbucks among the two that are very strong, full of anti-Trumpers, I hope that their employees, when they get their $1,000 bonus, have the integrity to reject it and
0: refuse to accept it. If they ha, ha. it. Yeah, you think yeah. anybody's going to do that? You're kidding me. They're going no. to just take it, grab it, and they're going to refuse to acknowledge the source of it.
4: I'd also like to see CNN challenge as to what they're going to do with the amount of money
0: that they save because of the program. Yeah, now that's interesting, Bill. Thanks for the call. On the text line, Yaffe, what do you see?
5: Well, Bud, you were calling for people that maybe are Duke Energy customers or receiving benefits from the better economy who didn't like Trump to begin with. Yeah. Well, we have a texter who says, I voted for Hillary but Trump has done amazing things for our economy. uh uh-huh. Says, my company is giving $1,000 bonuses. Thanks, Donald. Yeah. So this is a Hillary voter who is now thanking Trump.
0: I'm telling you, that's quietly being multiplied across the land. We ain't seen nothing yet. Deborah Roberts joining us right now, and if you're just... Checking in on uh, Good Morning Orlando. She's going to give you an update on what was our big story right off the top at six this morning, Deb.
1: And that is the fact that President Trump says he's looking forward to being interviewed under oath about alleged ties between Russia and the Trump campaign. An interview with special counsel Robert Mueller could take place in the next few weeks. Trump is also suggesting he could be investigated for obstruction of justice as part of the Russia investigation because he was, quote, fighting back and says he's eager to testify.
2: Now the they're saying, oh, well, did he fight back? What is no you fight back. Done. You fight back. You fight back. Oh, it's obstruction. So here's the thing. Uh, I hope so.
1: Mueller reportedly wants to talk to Trump about the firing of former FBI Director James Comey and the departure of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It started as so many things do on the Internet as a joke. It ended with dripping candle wax and a box of tacos. Deb, you're losing it. Get a grip. Tossed from the bed of a pickup truck, yards away from the charred and partially collapsed remains of a 24-hour Taco Bell in Montgomery, Alabama. (laughs) Fast food restaurant (laughs) caught fire in the early hours of Wednesday, January 17th, Bud. No one was injured, but authorities haven't determined the cause of the blaze. Are we okay? But the closure of the Taco Bell, a bastion of cheap, delicious, and nearly always available food for young people and anyone looking to save a few bucks, hit close to home for many and current former Montgomery residents, bud. A Facebook proposal for a candlelight vigil to mourn the Taco Bell went viral, (laughs) and more than 100 people, more than 100 people with nothing better to do, showed up Sunday night to honor their fallen favorite.
0: You talk about a loyal clientele, no. a candlelight vigil for a burned out <laughs> restaurant. It's a
1: big deal. Not just a burned out restaurant. I mean, it's not like we're talking like a five star steakhouse here. We're talking about a burned out Taco Bell.
5: <laughs> it's part of the community.
1: It really is. And In- for a lot of these people, hu- it's integral. And for a lot of these people, they're like, listen, if you want to go to the Waffle House, you need $10. What if you don't have $10, but you're hungry and you want to get full? Yeah. You go to the Taco
0: Bell.
5: You do.
1: 100 people.
0: Yeah, you're a huge fan. Loyal customer. Yeah, I
5: actually haven't been in a while. I was there just the other day. <laughs>
0: Anybody's
1: into hot sauce, you know, is uh, Oh, but they're hot, friend. Yeah, they are, but th- their hot sauce pales in comparison to ghost pepper over there.
5: <laughs> actually, they have pretty good hot sauce. They have hot and then fire and then diablo, oh, which is their hottest.
1: And and then the one after that is burn your face off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> A giant chest of drawers, once known as the Bureau of Information, is for sale in High Point, North Carolina. The three-and-a-half-story chest is actually a well-disguised building and is a remake of a 19th-century dresser. Looks like a giant piece of furniture? It certainly does, three stories high. I'll be darned. It honors High Point's furniture and hosiery industries. In fact, it even has a pair of socks sticking out of the middle drawer. The building sale price, not bad, listed at $235,000, less than a lot of homes around central Florida. The Charlotte Observer reports the price includes office space behind the drawers and two additional lots. The chest comes in at number five on one listing of 10 of the world's biggest roadside attractions.
0: That is really cool. I can't believe I've never heard about it. I Deb, I don't know either. where you uncover this stuff.
1: <laughs> and finally, hump day is in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Hump day. day. And we're on to Thursday. <laughs> I remember that Geico spot. I love the that camel. camel. Bring the camel. Back. I I agree. Up day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Today is National Opposite Day, so enjoy it or don't. What does Nash? that mean? I have no idea. I just bring you the stories. You do with them as you will. Reminds me <laughs> of
0: the great Seinfeld episode where George Costanza, nothing ever goes right for him. I and know. so he decided to do the opposite of every instinct. Yes. Walked up to the beautiful girl in the diner and said, hello, I'm George Costanza. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. And she just fawned all over it. Exactly. You know, it's like.
1: What? Yeah. Exactly. do, do you the opposite that of every
0: instinct you have probably a good idea for a lot of us myself included uh,
5: i don't know i don't know if you you would have to bash trump for the rest of the show no we're not doing that
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much for celebrating our Ob- yeah, national that. day <laughs> thank you deb and you're welcome debra roberts with our news
0: and, and what we call the deb segment after the heavy duty legitimate news of the day that she covers so well She just goes off in Deb world, and it's always great fun to go with her, isn't it? I mean, nobody likes to get stopped and hit with a speeding ticket. No doubt about it. How do you handle that situation? Have you ever tried to talk an officer out of it? And if so, on what basis? I want you to listen to an exchange between a Lake Mary police officer this week and Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg, who had been stopped for speeding Caught doing 39 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour zone, staring down the barrel of a $206 ticket. And um, let's listen to a little bit of this exchange. Listen closely.
8: All right, sir, here's your driver's license
5: registration back. Now, what's going to happen today is you are going to be issued a citation for your speed. Uh, are you unfortunately, give me a ticket? I am going to give you a ticket. You're for 39 to 25?
8: Officer, a ticket.
5: Yes, sir.
0: Are you going to give me a ticket? Are you serious? Greenberg said he's a constitutional officer, and that giving him a ticket is simply unprofessional on the officer's part. This thing went on for several minutes, so I'm paraphrasing parts of it. And, and he wants a professional courtesy. He wants the officer to cut him some slack just by virtue of the fact that, hey, I'm the tax collector of Seminole County. I'm a big deal. He wants to be let off with just a warning. Well, the officer appropriately says no dice. And then with an Orlando Sentinel reporter on the scene and with a camera rolling, Greenberg is out of his car, continuing his discussion with the officer, saying, among other things, as you're about to hear, that he wants to avoid the kind of publicity that, well, <laughs> that he's getting right now. I
8: am baffled that, that a little bit of professional courtesy wasn't extended, and I understand that you both have jobs do I respect that. If there's any way on earth... I'm just trying to stay off the front page of the damn newspaper, right? Dax Lecker gets ticket. This is the type of political crap I have to deal with. I would appreciate it if there's anything on earth that you guys can do. Is there any part of you that said maybe I should just give this guy a warning? No.
5: I'm a traffic officer. This is what I do.
0: <laughs> Finally realizing there's no way he's going to be able to talk his way out of the ticket. And with the camera still rolling, Greenberg changes his tune.
2: Okay. I was in the wrong. I get it.
6: Um... I uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for all the information, and, and
0: y'all obviously. Yes, sir. Drive safe. Tax Collector of Seminole County, Joel Greenberg. Now, I I mean, I have to tell you, it, it's just I I understand everybody wants to try to get out of a traffic ticket, but the idea to say that to play the card that you know you you should get special privileges that just doesn't play with me. But it it doesn't surprise me based on what has come to light about Joel Greenberg since he became the tax collector of Seminole County. Uh, In the 2016 election, he had ousted uh, longtime tax collector Ray Valdez in the GOP primary where things got really dirty and really nasty. He's 32. He's a political newcomer. He's clashed often with county officials in Seminole County. And then there was the time a year ago, actually back in December of last year, which is only a month or so ago, when... Joel Greenberg turned on the white flashing lights of his SUV and followed a Sanford woman to the front of her subdivision to tell her to stop speeding while wearing his office badge. A prosecutor's report found Greenberg's actions inappropriate, although they say he didn't break the law. Kind of on a power trip there, you know. And, uh, wait, wait.
5: So is not an officer and he can tell other people to stop speeding. Oh, it's no problem. But then he'll speed and then he expects not to get a ticket.
0: I'm Joel Greenberg. I'm the... I'm the tax collector of Seminole County. You officer are just a peon, just 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 a patrol officer in Lake County. Don't you know who I am? That's
5: what it sounds like. You can't ticket like that. me,
0: and he did to the tune of two hundred and six dollars. <laughs> uh, the
5: officer, you could tell, was kind of like, "Well, this is what I do. I give tickets." <laughs> he, I'm he was sorry, very what?
0: professional. He yeah. was very polite, but you could tell he'd had about enough of Joel Greenberg. Yeah. You know. Anyway, just thought I'd. Run that by you. See what you think. Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. An hour to go. The president is in Davos, Switzerland. He's going to pitch his American first agenda to the world's most elite globalists. He never was invited to be a part of this when he was just a businessman. Now he becomes the first sitting U.S. president to address the Davos crowd in the mountains of Switzerland since 2000. We're going to have a live report on this right off the top in our 8 o'clock hour. I can't wait. There's some high drama coming. I guarantee you that.
5: Are presidents usually invited? Is that something that happens, or did they just happen to invite Trump?
0: Mm, I don't know the answer to that question.
5: You don't know the so, answer probably. to every question I have, Bud? I thought I you knew everything.
0: I know it. I know it. Now, I, you know, every I was just in, wondering. Every once in a while, there's a blind spot here <laughs> for the Bud man here. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. It's a good one. Bill Clinton was the last sitting president to go there. That was in the year 2000. I, I'll bet you, yeah, that they are invited. Because a lot of Usually, other world yeah. leaders are there. Sure, Merkel's there. Right. Macron is there. Macron was the one from France. He's got a good relationship with, with, with Trump. and uh, and And he encouraged him to come. And Should the president's coming. This is going to be something they they don't have no idea what's coming over there. And they're really kind of in a panic about it. The world's globalist elites elitist. I mean, it's just going to be great fun. And uh, we're going to get a live update on that from our man working the foreign desk, Bill Zimfer. Um, by the way, right after Deb brings us a news update on President Trump, looking forward to talking to special counsel Robert Mueller and a House panel okaying a couple of gun bills here in uh in the Sunshine State, there's an opportunity for you to win $1,000. It's our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Uh, we'll have a brand-new keyword right after Deb brings us the news. You text it immediately to 200-200, and yes, you could win $1,000. Good Thursday morning. So glad you're with us at 759. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning. You're just in time for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather and traffic, right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, President Trump is looking forward to talking to Robert Mueller. And a House panel okays two gun bills. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: And the president on the ground in Davos. And the world's elite globalists about to get an earful from our president. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Good Thursday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. President Trump says he's willing to talk to the special counsel in the Russia investigation, Robert Mueller, and under oath. Are you going to talk to Mueller?
2: I'm looking forward to it, actually.
1: Speaking to reporters last night, Trump said such an interview could take place in the next few weeks. Trump's lawyer, Ty Cobb, later told NBC News that the president was speaking hurriedly and that terms for his questioning are still being worked out. Mueller wants to talk to Trump about the circumstances surrounding the firing of former FBI Director James Comey and the departure of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank.
0: Big hot topic earlier in the show here, and um, a lot of folks uh, who with legal expertise share my concern that if the president goes live in a sit-down here, he could, be, he could be lured into a perjury trap. And uh, we're going to be talking more about this at the end of the show.
1: Out west, Colorado authorities are searching for the suspect in a shooting that left an Adams County Sheriff's deputy dead. The shooting happened last night in Thornton. That's just north of Denver. Deputies were responding to an assault call when a man they started to chase on foot pulled out a gun and fired, hitting 32-year-old Deputy Heath Gum in the chest. One suspect is in custody, but the search for the shooter continues. CEO Elon Musk says his company's Falcon Heavy rocket will be, quote, launching in a week or so, end quote. Musk sent out that tweet after a test firing of the rocket's 27 engines on the pad at the Kennedy Space Center yesterday. You can hear the extra power. Um,
0: Yeah, you sure can. It's rumbling.
1: Yeah, the hold down firing was good. SpaceX calls the Falcon Heavy the world's most powerful rocket, and Musk has warned that it could explode. Our super producer Mike Yaffe has posted the dramatic video of the rocket test on our website at 1025wfla.com, keyword Budman. Historians may have found the remains of the last slave ship known to have brought African slaves to the United States. Extraordinarily low tides in a remote remote part of the River Delta north of Mobile, Alabama have revealed the remains of what appears to be a 19th century vessel. It very well could be the Clotilda, a ship that smuggled slaves into Alabama in 1860 before it was burned to destroy the evidence. While there's nothing that 100% verifies the suspicion, the construction and location are a likely match and the ship shows evidence of being burned. However, further proof will require additional excavations and study. Back here in the Sunshine State, it was a good day for the NRA in Tallahassee where a House committee has approved a controversial bill allowing concealed carry of firearms in public schools. Representative Bob Rommel's bill passed one day after a school shooting in Kentucky.
0: Far
4: too often we turn on TV news, as we did yesterday, and we see a disturbed, evil coward that preys upon our children. And if you're in that classroom, you can do nothing except call 911 and pray. That's not good enough.
1: The House committee also approved a bill allowing concealed carry in churches, but it may be just for show because both bills have already been defeated in a Senate committee. And finally, the Florida Supreme Court is about to become one of the first courts in the world to go live via video on social media. No kidding. I kid you not. They were the first court in the country back in the 1970s to allow cameras in the courtroom. 20 years later, allowed gavel-to-gavel coverage of court proceedings, which can be found on the Florida Channel. However, the court begins broadcasting on Facebook Live today. At 3:30 p.m. Eastern Time, with coverage of the annual Florida uh, Florida Bar Pro Bono Awards, which honor lawyers who donate services to people in need. But starting in February, the High Court will use Facebook Live permanently for all oral arguments. People can watch the live Supreme Court video by visiting or following the Court's Facebook page, and continue watching it as they scroll through other newsfeed items.
0: All courts need to do this. And the United States Supreme Court needs to do this. Great to see Florida leading the way.
1: Finally, on something, right? WFLA News Time, it's 8.07. And uh, while you're watching the big test of the SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket that Mike posted on our website, you can also read about a therapy dog being pr- brought in to provide comfort during Olympic doctor Larry Nasser's sentencing yesterday at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
4: News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando
0: with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. In a moment, a live report on President Trump in Davos, Switzerland to rock the world of the world's most elite globalists. We'll be talking with our. Uh, our man Bill Zim for working the foreign desk here. And uh, we have our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest coming right up now, uh, right after Deb has a message for us. You'll listen for the keyword of the hour, then text that word to 200, 200 to win a $1,000 potentially. So good morning, Orlando. We greet you for the Front Gate Realty Studio. Visit com. All of this unfolding before your very ears, along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. And with the President making his way to Davos, Switzerland, let's bring in News Radio one oh two five National Correspondent Bill Zimfer working the foreign desk and this story for us this morning. Bill, welcome again to Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, bud. Good to be with you. So what's the latest on the President? Is he in Davos? Well,
4: the president is there. Uh, He has arrived in Switzerland and in Davos for the World Economic Forum. He probably won't actually attend any of the sessions until later today. Uh, He has scheduled some meetings with Theresa May, the prime minister of the U.K., of course, and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And interesting, but he'll also be meeting with the president of Rwanda uh, later today. Uh, Of course, the subject of his alleged comments about African countries is likely to come up since Rwanda might be one of those countries that could be labeled those alleged comments. So uh, some meetings
0: on the agenda today. His keynote speech to the forum comes tomorrow. What do we know about that speech here? He's going to make the pitch for America first, being not only good for the U.S., but really good for the world, right? That'll be the message.
4: And uh, in, uh, in also involved in that, he's going to say, look, uh, our policies might be labeled protectionist by some, Uh, Just about every other world leader that has spoken here, including Angela Merkel of Germany, uh, also uh, Prime Minister Modi of India, Justin Trudeau of Canada, Emmanuel Macron of France, all have warned against protectionism and nationalism, and or as Angela Merkel put it, national egoism, but uh, the president is going to say... Maybe you're labeling my policies protectionist, but where has it gotten us? With a record high stock market, Mm -hmm. near record low unemployment rate, and an economy that is set to take off, if that's bad, you tell me what's good. And what's good for the United States is good for the world.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a profound message here and a hard one for some of these folks to swallow because a bunch of these Davos elitists a year ago when they gathered said, A Trump presidency is going to tank the American economy, and the exact opposite obviously has happened, right, Bill? You got it. And uh, the feeling now is that when President Trump uh, does get
4: to uh, meet some of these people, the feeling will be, well, maybe the Trump presidency isn't so bad after all. So uh, maybe some opinions have changed, but the one thing remains, that the president's policies do fly in the face, bud, of the philosophy of this Davos World Economic Forum, which is global economy. um, What's good for one country should be good for the entire world, and everybody needs to work together.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if the president, uh, given the way he can be, um, you know, a bull in a china shop or whatever, or speaking his mind, isn't going to stick it in their face a time or two. Because my understanding is when he was a billionaire businessman before he became president, he never got invited to the mountains of Switzerland, to hobnob with the globalist elites.
4: You are correct about that, Bud. Uh, And an interesting thing we're going to be keeping an eye on. Tomorrow morning, when he delivers his speech, there is a movement underway to have some of the delegates walk out uh, over, uh, as a protest, over remarks that he made about African countries. It was first uh, put out there by a South African CEO.
0: We'll have to see how much traction that gets. Well, that'll be very, very interesting. It's been a long time since a sitting president has made his way to the Davos Economic Forum, right, Bill?
4: Yeah, first time since 2000 when Bill
0: Clinton uh, attended the forum. So we haven't
4: had a president attend there in, uh, in 18 years now. So uh, President Trump, and as you mentioned, making a return to the Davos Summit uh, when, uh, as a businessman, he couldn't get an invite.
0: The best in the business, our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer working the foreign desk on the President's Davos Switzerland trip. Thanks for getting us all up to date. We appreciate it as always, Bill. Have a great day.
4: Thanks, Bud. You too.
0: Okay, good deal. I got more to say about the President in Davos. And I'm telling you right now, this is going to be high theater. I cannot wait to watch particularly his main speech coming up tomorrow. Do you agree with me, he's going to put it right in the face of these elite globalists. And it's going to be really fun. they got 14 feet of snow in Davos, Switzerland, and they're going to be talking global warming. That ought to be rich, too. Can't wait. 407-916-5400. I'm so glad the president is on this trip. President tweeted as he got on board Air Force One, heading for uh, Davos, Switzerland, where he is now at the World Economic Forum with all of these liberal globalist elitists who didn't have a place for him when he was just a billionaire businessman. He said, we'll be in Switzerland telling the world how great America is and is doing. Our economy is now booming, and with all I'm doing, we'll only get better. Our country is finally winning again. These Davos folks, Yaffe, by and large, will not buy the president's America first pitch, but he's going to throw it right in their face. I guarantee you. I mean, they don't like that he's withdrawn us from the Trans-Pacific Partnership trade agreement. Demanded changes to NAFTA. Um, definitely bailed out of the um, the. Uh Global warming accords, the Paris Accords here. Which is interesting, is they talk global warming with 14 feet of snow in Davos, Switzerland.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, 14 feet of snow, which they'll say that's because of global warming. Of that's course. what they
0: always say. Whether it snows or not, it's yeah, because of global exactly warming. Exactly right. Whether but, it's um, hot or cold.
5: <laughs> exactly right. But I thought it was funny what you were saying about the private jets. You'll see, like, you a know, a
0: thousand f- private jets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spewing uh-huh. fossil fuel pollution across the globe brought the globalist elitists oh, yeah. to the mountains of Switzerland. A thousand of them. What a carbon footprint that is Yeah, and for I bet Al Gore and company to ponder, right?
5: I bet they're all staying in massive hotel rooms or whatever. And oh, I bet yeah. they're eating tons of meat and all these stuff that you're not supposed to do with global warming. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, well, I can enjoy their meat, and then they then they can choke on what the president's going to serve them. I'll <laughs> tell you what, I cannot wait. All right at the 8 o'clock hour right now as we charge toward 9 a.m. Let's get up to date on all the news with the Debmeister, Deborah Roberts.
1: President Trump says he's willing to talk to the special counsel and the Russia investigation, Robert Mueller. There's
0: Mr. been President. no
2: collusion whatsoever. There's no obstruction whatsoever, and I'm looking forward to it. the
1: date set, Mr. President?
2: I don't know. No, I guess they're talking about two or three weeks, but I would love to do it.
1: Speaking with reporters, Trump said no date has been scheduled, but an interview should take place in the next few weeks. Trump also said he'll also do the interview under oath if requested. Special Counsel Robert Mueller wants to interview Trump about the circumstances surrounding the firing of former FBI Director James Comey and the departure of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Finding a comfortable spot to nap in public. Might seem like a challenge to some, bud, but for one cat in Dubai, not an issue. Mm-hmm. Visitors to a Dubai business said they found a cat napping on top of some stuffed animals in the prize area of a claw machine.
0: <laughs> As Yaffe said when I headlined this earlier, got to be a comfortable spot with all those stuffed animals.
1: So comfortable that one of the men put money into the machine to try to use the claws to catch the cat. But the sleepy feline simply shrugged off the interruption and continued sleeping.
0: I can't catch anything with those. I know people who win prizes all the time. I can never get anything to pick up, much less a cat. It would be
1: interesting to win a cat, a live cat in one of those things. (laughs) It'd be worth a dollar. Don't you give people an idea. We'll have a claw machine crawling with, you know, clawing felines. It is
5: funny to watch the video. I posted the video on the website. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's just sleeping nice and comfy. And the claw comes down and he just kind of... You know, hey. It's
1: like, man, stop bothering my nap, <laughs> I'm yo. all taking a nap. Leave exactly. me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, he's a smart
0: cat. He knows there's no thread. You're not going to be able to pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> can't pick anything up in those
1: things. <laughs> yeah.
5: So, where do we go to take a look at this, Yaffe? It's on our website, 1025 wflacom Keyword Budman. Cool.
1: The man made more attempts to lift the cat up, but the cat remained completely unfazed. It's unclear if the cat ended up climbing out of the machine by itself. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no.
5: <laughs> no, this isn't the first time this has happened. I'm like looking on YouTube. Dude, there's there's a bunch of videos of cats in claw machines. Cats in claw
1: machines <laughs> and kids who somehow can make it inside of the claw machines. What? Yes. I didn't know that. one of the videos,
5: the cat thinks it's like a toy, so the <laughs> claw comes down and he wants to play with it.
1: <laughs> we now know what Mike Yaffe going to be doing for the rest of this morning. I think so. I get caught up in those cat videos. Everybody gets caught up in a cat video on the internet. On oh, my
5: social media. I post political stuff, but I watch cat videos.
1: <laughs> I'm right there with you. What else is going on? Well, cheating has led to the disqualification of 12 camels and a Saudi Arabian camel beauty contest. Reuters reports the camels were kicked out of the competition after judges found out they were given Botox to improve their looks. No, that's not fair. The Arab Emirates newspaper The National reports some cheaters turn to Botox and fillers to enhance their camels' features. Camel festival judges look for the size of the animal's hump, hump, hey, but also their droopy <laughs> lip and large features. The newspaper reports camel pageant winners can rake in millions of dollars in prize money. I
5: had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of the dog show, but the camel
1: show? All I know is I'm going to go home later on today and work on my droopy lip and large features. i got to oh, tell you. stop.
0: These <laughs> camels are notoriously ill-tempered. I can't imagine them putting up with a Botox
1: needle. Well, that's not. they have a new camel hospital that just opened in the Middle East, and they say they're surprisingly gentle and, you know, pretty chill animals. I
0: learn something new every day from but, you,
1: Deb Meister. You're welcome. And finally, back—well, not finally. We might have time for my other two items, but— But here's a fish story caught on camera, bud. Yeah. In Clearwater, a thief is shown shoving expensive live fish down his pants. The Clearwater (laughs) Police Department says a couple entered a pet store in early January while the female accomplice went about distracting the store clerk. The male began bagging two exotic fish. He's then seen on surveillance video shoving fish-filled bags down his pants. The pair ran out of the store, raising suspicion with the clerk. She returned to the area where the mail had been and discovered water drops on the floor.
0: Aha, uh-huh. busted.
1: Police captured the male suspect, and he's facing a petty theft charge. The 18 and $20 fish have not been recovered. And finally, <laughs> yes. it's summer in Australia, and some koalas don't care where their next drink comes from. In fact, Aussie Matt Sully was out for a bike ride in South Australia last week when he paused to give a drink of water to a thirsty koala. Koala climbed right up on his bicycle wheels, grabbed his water bottle. Sully approached the koala and allowed it to drink from his very own water bottle. He says, quote, the koalas were flagging us down to give them water. The thirsty marsupial emptied Sully's entire water bottle. That's how thirsty... That koala
0: was. I can imagine wearing that fur on a hot Australian summer
1: day. And another thing you can find on YouTube when you're telling the boss that, yeah, no, I'm totally taking care of that report you told me to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the koala videos. I'm, watching, videos. I'm not watching cats and koalas. No, not me. Deb Meister, thanks a million. Good you're stuff. You're
0: welcome. Okay, good morning, Orlando, for the Front Gate Realty Studio. As at buyers.com once a week we bring onto the 50,000 watt front porch my heart doctor, the amazing Ken Kronhaus with breaking health and medical news uh, that you cannot miss. The flu season is the worst we have seen maybe ever. How the flu can lead to your risk of heart attack and some comments about controversy over Tamiflu and what it is doing to some kids. It is all ahead with Dr. Kronhaus. Your space is reserved on the 50,000-watt front porch For Dr. K and the house call, stay with us. We'll have that right after we update Orlando's newsletter and traffic for you. And I'll do that in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Best in the business, my heart doctor for well over a decade, Dr. Kronhaus. Doc, it's great to have you with us here on Good Morning Orlando every Thursday morning at 840. Welcome aboard.
8: Bud, great to be with you.
0: Well, this flu season has turned into a national nightmare, and it seems to be getting worse. We know the flu can be dangerous. It can make us generally miserable at the very least. But I didn't know that it could up your risk for a heart attack. You have new information on that.
8: Just out this week, a bad case of the flu, Bud, can trigger a short-lived but substantial spike in some people's heart attack risk. According to this new study in the New England Journal of Medicine this week, heart attacks are six times more likely to strike following a bout of the flu. So bottom line, get a yearly flu shot, especially if you're at increased risk of a heart attack. Also get your blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, and weight under control. And, of course, don't smoke. Doc, I
0: asked you to comment on a flu-related item that uh, showed up in the news this week that really concerned me. A lot of folks take Tamiflu and they swear by it in terms of making the flu less severe. Take it as soon as you get the symptoms and it's not going to be so bad. But suddenly some kids are having bizarre reactions apparently to Tamiflu. What's the news?
8: Yes, Tamiflu is one of these drugs where you have to decide whether the risk of taking it is worse than the risk of not taking it. And you have to get on this seesaw for this drug individually. Tamiflu may reduce flu symptoms, including weakness, headache, fever, cough, runny or stuffy nose and sore throat by one day. That's the benefit. Tamiflu also is used to prevent influenza infection if you have come into close contact with someone who has the flu. So that's a little better. If you receive the flu vaccine every year, you do continue to do so, because the Tamiflu does not act as a substitute for your yearly flu shot. This drug, again, needs to be individualized since there are a number of issues with it. These issues include allergies to it, pediatric considerations, as Bud was mentioning, drug interactions as well as other medical problems affect the drug, and there are numerous side effects. I don't wanna bring you into the weeds, just ask your doctor, for you individually, whether it's indicated to prevent or to limit the flu. And again, you have to get it within one to two days of either exposure or the onset of symptoms, or it's worthless.
0: Appreciate it, Doc, so much. Now let's talk about a new angle on the obesity epidemic and what's involved in in, in in leading people toward weighing a whole lot more than they should.
8: Journal of the American Medical Association this week, but living in a neighborhood with a high rate of obesity may raise the odds that you and your children will become plus size, too. If more people around you are obese, and that may increase your own chances of becoming obese, what is socially acceptable in terms of eating and exercise seems to vary from community to community. So it is contagious.
0: All right. Now, Doc, on the House call of special interest to women of childbearing age who are listening to us, update uh, new information on the long-term risks and the benefits of going the C-section route.
8: Interesting study. Almost 41% of births in North America occur via a C-section these days. So what's the long-term impact of a C-section? This study found that cesarean delivery is associated with reduced urinary incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse in the mother, but with increased odds of asthma and obesity in the child. This was published this week in PLOS Medicine. Cesarean delivery, it's associated with future subfertility and several subsequent pregnancy risks, such as placenta preva, uterine rupture, and stillbirth.
0: All right, now let's put the spotlight on colon cancer. We've got too many cases of that in this country, and you have new information on how important it is to watch what foods you're putting down there.
8: Exactly, and this is something you can do on your own to help the situation. This comes out of JAMA Oncology. Chowing down on red meat, white bread, and sugar-laden drinks, but might increase your long-term risk for developing colon cancer. These foods all increase inflammation in your body, and the inflammation they cause is associated with a higher chance of developing colon cancer. Basically, What makes for a healthy diet overall also appears to promote a cancer-free colon.
0: Okay, now there's also been a lot of controversy over whether or not, you know, really being into heavy-duty bicycling on a regular basis sabotages a man's sex life. New research, what does it show?
8: Exactly. This has been controversial. Hopefully this will settle it. This is out of the Journal of Urology this week. Men who are avid cyclists need not worry that hours spent on the bike will translate into problems in the bedroom or bathroom, bud. There is some good news here because prior to this study, as you were suggesting, it had been thought that prolonged cycling can have an effect on sexual function.
0: Okay, good deal. And finally on the house call, still another benefit of breastfeeding. Talk to us about it, Doc.
8: Out of the JAMA, internal medicine this week. We know breastfeeding is good for babies, but new research suggests it also might have a significant long-term benefit for moms preventing type 2 diabetes. The news this week is that longer duration of breastfeeding is associated with a substantially lower risk of type 2 diabetes in women. In fact, women who breastfeed more than six months have about half the risk for type 2 diabetes as do women who never breastfeed. Amazing.
0: Man. Yeah, it really, really is. And boy, what a comprehensive house call this has been. Breaking health and medical news. Dr. Kronhaus, Thank you so much. We'll catch you next Thursday morning. Be well, bud. Good deal. And if you want to catch up with Dr. Kronhaus, and I strongly suggest you do, if you want to really know definitively what shape your heart's in, Schedule an appointment with him. Ask about the BudScan 2.0 heart scan that he pioneered in Central Florida. Most insurance will cover it, and it is a real lifesaver. Here's the number to Lake Cardiology and Dr. Kronhaus' office, 352-735-1400. Call him today, 352-735-1400. More of Doc on the radio and his nationally syndicated show, Good Day Health with Dr. Ken. We carry it right here on WFLA proudly every Sunday afternoon at 2. Don't miss it. In a moment, our daily Sound Judgment game, you're going to one of the top wine and food festivals in Central Florida. If you're our winner, you're eligible to play. If you haven't won in a month, I'm taking contestant calls right now for Sound Judgment. Here's the number, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400. Really nice prize, and it's an Elton John question. He's about to retire from performing, so stay tuned on that. 407 916 5400 for Sound Judgment. We'll play right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic one final time for you, and I'll do that in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. We're going to squeeze in our Sound Judgment game and give away a really nice prize. Yaffe, tell us about it.
5: Well, Bud, you can win something fun to do this weekend because you want a pair of VIP tickets to the Food and Wine Fest. This Saturday, January 27th, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Cork and Olive Field in Lake Mary. VIP includes a bunch of great things, including wine and liquor samplings, appetizer food samples, um, while supplies last, beverages, VIP parking, and secured VIP area close to the stage. And, of course, you have the Central Florida Jazz Tour is going to be there as well great entertainment
0: great food and drink vip treatment at this great wine and food festival in lake mary that's our prize if you're getting a busy signal and you want in wait for a wrong answer call me at 407-916-5400 here we go legendary entertainer elton john as we've been telling you this morning has just announced that he is going to slip slowly but not quietly into retirement with a 300 stop worldwide tour That will include a concert at Orlando's Amway Center this November 27th. Now, here's Elton John making the announcement, and as you listen, I want you to use your sound judgment and tell me this, how old is Elton John?
8: The announcement is that I am not going to be touring anymore, apart from the last tour, which is going to start in September of this year, and it'll be a global tour, and it's the last time that I will be touring and traveling the world.
0: Says he's just too old to take that amount of travel. The question, how old is Elton John? Go ahead, line one. Uh, this is Mark. I would think he's 70 years old. I would think you're right, Mark. Boy, you pulled that rabbit out of a hat. Was that blind luck or What? Blind luck. I, I know it was like a three year tour, and I, I read somewhere he said he was going to be
4: 73 or 74, so I figured 70 was a good answer.
0: Great job. Born March 25th, 1947. Elton John is 70 years old. Mark, you're our winner. Do I spell it M A R K or M A R C? M A R K. M-A-R-K, I'll write you a note of congratulations. Yaffe's real busy, don't have Steph in screening this morning. So uh, wait a second, I'll put you on hold and don't go away until you and Yaffe talk it over and we get you the prize. Okay, Mark? Great, thank you very much. Yeah, man, congratulations to you. How about that? By the way, you can hear more on the Best of Talk radio with Yaffe in his primetime Beyond Reason show. He'll be taking your calls tonight on the hottest topics out there from 7 until 9. Don't miss it. Check a recap of all we do on the website, podcast. All three hours are there at um, 1025wfla.com. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us, and God bless you, and God bless America.